wants to start a business, a lot of people think, oh, you need a lot of money to start a business, but it's almost you need a lot of heart to start a business. Yeah. More so than just having deep pockets because I had nothing and we're growing into a little something now. I want this to be a lost and found for the wandering soul. Think, if Peter Pan's Lost Boys went to a summer camp, I want this to be the conversations they would have sitting around a campfire. My point is, well, if you want to know my point, you're going to have to keep listening, because I'm Bryce Hansen, and this is Figure It Out. All right, my next conversation is with the founder and owner of Lake Champlain Sanitation. Um, he began that journey of entrepreneurship, I think I've seen it in his own words, back in 2018. Before that, he was a sales director at Taylor Rental, um, really putting the associate's degree he got from Clinton of business admin and management to use. Now, even before that, he's always kind of been in, I guess, that like rat race, if you will, because for Saranac High School, he was a member of the 4x400 relay and also a 5,000 meter runner. That just seemed exhausting to me. Um, nowadays, you can find him on YouTube as well, at Lake Champlain Sanitation. Uh, carving his own path is just what he does, literally making treasure out of your trash. It is the one and only Keith Andre. <laughs> That's a heck of an intro, man. I appreciate that oh, very yeah. much. Great to be here. Yeah. Thanks again, welcome. Bryce. Abs no, 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 absolutely. Thank you for coming on. I, I really, really appreciate it. It's nice because uh, for me personally, this is actually back-to-back -back outdoor conversations. Um, yeah, for someone who likes the warm weather, I mean, I play hockey, but I don't really do any like skiing. I know yep. you're big into, and I'm gonna use snow mobiling. That's right, you got it. I know you call it like a sled, right? Like hop <laughs> on the sled. That's slang. Yeah, just slang. <laughs> uh, I don't do that, so I hate the snow. But anyway, love being outside, and seriously, thanks a bunch for uh, for popping on. I know, obviously, from what you do and what I know you do, um, you're a busy guy. Yeah, I've been busy in 2021, you know, it, a lot's ramped up. 2020 was good. It was kind of my breakout year to go on my own, but 2021 sent me in the face a little bit with how, how busy life really gets when you uh, dive two feet into business, which took me, like you said in the intro, a couple years to do. But I guess, like you said, now we're finally we're finally here a little bit. Yeah, up uh, up and running. And again, just knowing what, you know, you're, you're doing, and this is a big reason why I wanted to talk to you. Um, I, there, you have a real, real consistent presence with what you're putting out there on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on all these social media things. And um, that's something that I really appreciate and respect um, almost as much, not quite as much as actually going out and starting your own business, because that, it takes some chutzpah to do, in my opinion. I know we actually talked about that. You and I worked together a little bit early on when you were just starting out, and I had said that then, and I mean the same thing. It, like, the amount that it takes to start your own business in terms of the amount of 
knows you must hear from yourself and then all the logistics to get it done is wild. But on top of that, you're sharing it so much, which I really, really appreciate it, especially coming from someone local, right? Like someone you can learn from to me locally instead of, I don't know, like outsourcing who you're looking to for help from some national presence. So a hundred percent. And that's where that's almost, uh, I would say that's 90% of the reason, not so much just for the local aspect, but 90% of the reason I started YouTube was because when I went to YouTube to look for someone in the business, you know, realm, if you will, of what I'm doing, there wasn't too, too many guys and gals uh, talking about it and uh, trying to help, you know, if I help a local competitor, that that's okay too. <laughs> but uh, it's really to help other people in the service industry in general, because like you said, mm. stepping out into business, whether you pick up garbage, you wash windows, you sell insurance, it's all service. Uh, you're selling a product, but you're really selling yourself. But when you're doing it, uh, on your own per se. I sold a lot of things, like you said before, for, for another company locally in town. But when you do it for yourself, you really pay attention to your margins. You pay attention to where you're spending your money. And I think uh, the financial aspect of going out on your own and the psychological aspect are, are really 50-50 when you think about it. Uh, because yeah, it costs a lot of money, everything costs money, but you really gotta, all those no's you're telling yourself, you almost need to you almost need to take that into your you know, consciousness and be like, yeah, I'm saying no right now, but, but if I don't do this, am I gonna regret this, right? Mm. And those are a lot of the things. I, I have a problem with, you know, I tell myself, no, my wife will <laughs> attest to this. Uh, I say, I'll run things through my head 10 times before I get a yes out of myself, right? Yeah, okay. I could get a yes out of nine people. Yeah. I'm the 10th guy and yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> right? So, so uh, yeah, for, for going uh, you know, full circle you know, on that comment, I definitely think that, you know, we'll get into this more, but anyone who wants to start a business, a lot of people think, oh, you need a lot of money to start a business, but it's almost you need a lot of heart to start a business. Yeah. More so than just having deep pockets because I had nothing and we're growing it into a little something now. Right. So that sets it up perfect for the first of the three questions that we like to answer here on Figure It Out. The first one is, what have you figured out? A lot of things. Love it. <laughs> figured out a lot of things. I think what I figured out is patience is a virtue Okay. in business. I think aggressive patience is overlooked. And when I say aggressive patience, like you said, consistency is the aggressive part. Patience is waiting for the result to come okay. out of that consistency. That, that's what I was just going to wonder. I said, from what I know, your personality, that's an interesting one in that patience, but the aggressive patience that is from, again, my limited understanding of you is like you to the T mm -hmm. because we're going to be in the mud and in the dirt and rise and grind, but then being able to balance that against an expectation. If I'm understanding you right, you're a hundred percent right. You're, you're almost, as soon as you get that goal, you're already three months to the next, right? Like you okay. got to the goal that you set, you know, you know, month, year, whatever, however you set your goals but you gotta be conscious of, I'm still gonna grind when I get there. How far out is the next one? Okay, there's the next one, let's grind to that. And honestly, it's, a, it's almost like compound interest on a, a financial advisor will tell you. It just, it takes time to do it. But after you're a couple years in, you can start to see a little bit of that golden nugget growing. You just gotta remember, 
one thing could knock you off the pedestal. So you got to keep grinding. Okay. Not get excited over the one win. Okay. Yeah. So a, a little more flat line. And for for you, balancing all that that you just said, right? Mm -hmm. Balancing like the emotional highs, lows. I mean, for for me, obviously, I don't run my own business, but it kind of reminds me of uh, an athlete and just managing that, you know, whether you're on the football field or on the golf course or whatever, how, how do you do with that? How do you do with managing the keeping yourself where you feel you need to be, whether it's a good week or a bad month? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, and the reason I'm pausing a second to answer this is, is my answer eight months ago when it was just me would have been different than today where I have three people that yeah. work for us now okay. looking to hire a fourth. They are three part-time people, but we're looking to grow this. And, and, and now it's making sure I'm doing what I need to do so everyone else is as comfortable as they can be. Mm. Not okay. so much. It used to be, okay, I want to pay my mortgage. I'd like to buy my wife a, new, a nice car and I'd like, you know, to have a, that good life where, you, you know, you can drink a beer and play golf on the weekends kind of thing. That, that well, the eight months ago, that was how I balanced it was go to the gym, spend time on, you know, now it's go to the gym, focus on, okay, yeah, last week we were down, you know, 10, 15% of what we should have been. How are we going to, you know, rebuttal and come back so everyone else doesn't have to worry. And, and just taking the worry upon myself as a driver okay. now. Yeah. Not all financial either. You know, people could worry about me not having the logistics set up right for the truck to go out that day. There's a lot of different moving parts now. So that's why two answers to that. Yeah, I, no, I, and that's why, again, this conversation selfishly is perfect for what I'm looking for out of these because you have already done something but you are still very, very much trying to do something. That's and interestingly enough, it's the same thing, but different. And that's what's weird, right? Is you, 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 everyone sets out, in my opinion, sets out on their own business to do two things. One, to be free from the nine to five. That's pretty much the, the easiest answer. Okay. Second one is to make as much money as they possibly can. I feel like you really need to balance that. Because if you go one way or the other too far, you can get in trouble. Sure. You gotta eat. Right. So, you know, if you're doing your passion, but you can't eat, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But if you're doing your uh, business and yeah, you're making all this money, but you got a terrible personal life and you're working a million hours a week. And, you know, that's that's what's tough. Yeah. You know, is, is balancing that okay. aspect of it. Well, sure. And the, the even tougher part is you have to settle in to what works for you with that because of how individual it is. Like yep. I know myself, me personally, I couldn't do the 80 hour week, Correct, week yeah. over week. Me personally, that doesn't fly because I like spending time with my family too much. Mm -hmm. I like doing those things too much. But at the, at the same time, what you're talking about needing to pay the mortgage really resonates with me because I am like very financially conscious. Mm -hmm. um, not quite like a constant worry, but just it is something that winds up coming on my mind when the sump backs up of course and wondering how much you know where that's going to come up so that that's something that um interesting that you say that that i that i try to balance and work with because there is some flexibility in what i do and that it doesn't have to be a nine to five as long as you're doing what you need to do mm -hmm. um are you still settling into that have you settled into something that you like 
or again from what you outlined before is that still in a transition because now you have more people yeah you what you do impacts so what what happened was i reached where so my wife and i want to make this disclaimer are are pretty frugal people aside from driving a decent vehicle like we're not big vacation takers we don't have kids yet we have a pretty cheap cost of living so what i've settled into my wife and i met six seven years ago um, been married about a year now nothing's changed you know we're the same simple people so for what we think financially in our brains is enough i can do that without employees if that makes sense yeah what happened for me i settled into that for maybe 30 days of like wow this is cool like i'm doing good like yay then it was like okay well if you if you were able to get to that in a year you you need to provide for others too you like you should be able to right so that's where for me i was like okay i'm okay but are my kids gonna be okay when i have kids is if something happens to me are we making enough to where the business can run itself is that are we that okay no you know i'm so if you get what i'm saying that's where yes did i i feel like you gotta settle a very smart local guy i'm gonna keep him anonymous but he was at my wedding and we were talking after you know a few beers deep and and he's successful and and you know i asked him i said how'd you get you know how'd you get to where you were when you were comfortable with where you were at yeah he goes business is is peaks and valleys just like the just like the mountains you're up on this mountain say Okay, you're doing decent, you know. Then you see the peak across the way. But to get to that next peak, you need to go down the first mountain to climb your way back up. That made a lot of sense to me. You're not going to jump from where you're super comfortable and everything's peaches and cream to, oh, wow, now it's way more than that. So now I feel I'm kind of now I got to reinvest back in the company, be kind of unsettled, right? Keep going down, down, down. And then we're going to start climbing that bigger mountain. That could be a two-year journey. Right. You know, that might not happen in two months. Correct. And, and, and that's where you, you need to appreciate every day. But if you're a true entrepreneur, I don't think you will ever settle. Right. Because you're going to want more time with your kids. Right. You're going to want that one extra bonus. You're going to, you yeah. know, something's going to happen. Yeah. There is going to be the more. There's going to the be the more. The more will shift as you do. Mm-hmm. Right. Your more now is different, is going to be a different more in five years yes it's gonna be a different more in 15 years but there's always gonna be the more yeah 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 yeah. and it's interesting listening you talk about it like that it's because it sounds like in terms of the way you are talking about the business and where it's at is like a teenager turning into an adult yes because you had what was good for you and then all of a sudden there was that boom moment where yes for right now this is good but then being almost looking at the business the same way like a family man would all right well there's more to take care of correct so that that's interesting to to hear too it's like in your life as the entrepreneur even though it's so short in years it's like your dog years are teen to now adult yes i love that (laughs) i love that tell you what you must have some wild conversations with yourself like wild like pillow talk with yourself at night i can't even imagine my head's moving like a damn hamster wheel and like i said i don't run my own business i work with a lot of clients and like manage a a book of business which is like a mini business but it is man it's uh it is it's it's 
one of those things where you need to really you gotta you gotta do things for yourself that you how can I say this before you you know you could talk yourself to craziness crazy town you know if you just want to if you want to do that but you need to have a way I actually just went to a retreat uh, about a week two weeks ago two weekends ago down in Jay New York a couple guys came in one out of Syracuse one out of New York City one out of Schenectady all business guys that's cool and uh, and never met these guys in my life you know and uh, we all got together the guy that was hosting it's like an event coordinator guy in Syracuse really cool dude names Rob um he had us do exercises where, because all of our brains were rat race business brains that were there. So it was cool. There's only four of us, but we were all like jiving like, oh, you deal with that problem too. You deal with that anxiety problem. You deal with that yes, self-confidence yes, yes, problem. Yes, yes, you know what I mean? Yes. So he's like, now you're going to dump it. You're going to dump it on this piece of paper. And yep. he made us go one, three, five, ten years out. Okay. Super. I mean, he made us go down to where we had to write. We could not stop writing until we wrote down 50 goals. It sounds like easy. No, wi- Try to write down hard. 50 goals yeah. <laughs> on a piece of paper no. in an in a, in a unlimited, you can't stand up. To, and, and I'm trying to do those things now. And just that kind of stuff is how, when you have these wild conversations, I feel like if you don't get it out, you're never going to get any of it done. It's like all these ideas are pinging. You have it, I have it. Every Anyone, I don't care if you work for somebody or own a $100 million business. Yeah. Everybody has these ideas. Yes. Everybody has rat race brain. It's who can implement them in the most efficient way possible. Yes. That might not mean as fast as possible. It's who can implement them as proper as possible. Right. At the right time. And yes. timing's another uh, is another thing. That's where the aggressive patience comes in. And it all kind of, it all kind of goes together. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That. Well. That. That hit. That hits home because what you just, what you just touched on is are literally the two. I don't want to say pillars, but like the two main catalysts for this podcast itself. One, because of like a personal mental health journey I've been on the last 14 months or so where it was like real, real ugly last February. And now in the best spot that I've been in personally, one of the things is just getting out of a judging yourself for feeling how you feel and B, you're not the only person Mm -hmm. in the world to feel that way. Uh-huh. For me, at least, there's a really, really lonely, isolated feeling that comes with worry, anxiety, and a lot of those negative feelings. So as soon as you are able to talk about it like you did on that retreat, to me at least, and conversations like this, it gets you out of the isolation and back into a belonging. All right, cool, because now there's a tribe I belong to. Exactly. You'll become your own worst enemy. That, that is yeah. true. That's real. In, yeah. in the dark hours of you know the morning or the night or whenever you do your thinking time uh he has a thing called uh ttt it's tactical thinking time it's called 15 minutes a day and i've been trying to do it a little more i typically do it in the morning and uh and that's basically your big vision time and uh, all these things they sound crazy to the normal you know guy that's been in business for 30 years because these tools weren't really around all that much back then you know all this stuff i mean maybe it's because us millennials are just emotional i don't know (laughs) but uh but i think it's it's these weird things that with uh, there's so much clatter in the world all this noise going on Mm. where i probably have less friends I would consider them now than I ever have in my life but I have a lot of business acquaintances that I consider friends you know what I mean they're not like the friends that you're doing 
you know, the, the pool party with the kids and all this kind of stuff. Like my wife and I are super introverted. When you do that and you become a good team, that's good, but you don't have a lot of people to share your stuff with, which is good and bad. So you've got, you really got to take time to break down like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, no, that, that does make sense financially or no time wise. Yeah, that's probably enough time. I could get that done. And you just, and you give yourself more of a break because I, I don't know if you are, but I'm very hard on myself. That's probably one of my biggest flaws. I can have a rocket week or a rocket month. Day one of the next month, I'm like, that wasn't that good. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. and that's self, self, um, oh, what is it? They used Inflected? it at the retreat. Uh, no, it's almost like a self uh, demolition, uh, self destroy, uh, deprivating. Uh, yeah. It's bad to you. Yeah. It's, ba- yeah, it's bad. It's bad to your to your uh, your being and your mind. And and but hey, that's what we do, you know. And unfortunately, that drives me i wish it wasn't like that but um sometimes i need that kick in the butt from myself to to go well it's just harnessing it right Mm -hmm. it's learning it's learning how to make that work to your advantage i mean you have that i am absolutely yes very hard on myself um what came out from the counselor i work with is that a lot of the anxiety that i have had as as a kid that then went quiet for a little bit that came back stems from being a perfectionist Mm-hmm. So as a perfectionist, have a really hard time with um, other people's expectations and meeting those. And the unknown is a, is a dis- absolute disaster, mm-hmm. which in insurance is not a very healthy place to be in because all it is <laughs> is unknown. Yes. So now I understand why I'm walking around a mental midget through the office uh, with Northern before, but now feel so comfortable. Just again, being able to harness that, understanding mm-hmm. that yes, that that's what will help drive me to do a good job, and to do the best that I can for people, but it won't get to insane asylum Correct. anymore. Yes. Yes, balancing it. You're right. Yeah. You're hundred no, percent right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that. It's like harnessing it like straight out of a comic book, like mm-hmm. a superhero, like managing a kryptonite or whatever. But, um, so we're starting to head into that direction of a more presence. So what are you figuring out? So right now I am figuring out people. Okay. I feel like I'm figuring out how to manage people and I'm figuring out how it all the revolves around people, but it's really, so I managed people when I was an employee. Yes. I'm finding out, figuring out if you will, that it's different to manage them as an owner. Okay. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Are there any of the reasons that you can are comfortable sharing? Because I know yeah. something that you're figuring out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I like again. Yeah, we are figuring it out, but it's really just um, emotions are a thing. You know, uh, how someone perceives it is not going to be how you perceived it. Yeah. Sometimes, um, what expectations, uh, what you can expect someone to do um as an owner i feel like i need to be i don't want to say lower my expectations but i am a perfectionist and sometimes most of the time people are not going to do it as good as you because they're not vested like you are they don't yeah they 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 may do it 95 percent of the way and you need to be okay and thankful that they do it that way because you are 
the owner. It's, it's just like the, the daycare provider does an amazing job, but they might not rock your kid the hundred percent way you do. Okay. You know, and that's where, and that's where for me, I had some trouble last year with this. Uh, a couple guys I had hired one at a time, uh, one guy and one guy, and just any mistake they do, I would freak out because I didn't want the customer to get upset. Yeah. You know, because I was so customer service based. Not that I'm not now, but I got to realize now it's my job to be the mediator between the customer and the employee and figure out why did the employee do that. Mr. or Mrs. Customer, I apologize. We're going to try to make sure that doesn't happen again. Instead of just freaking out and blowing up on the guy like, you're terrible, like you're making my business look like crap. Right, you know, right, right. because, oh, okay. you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm yeah. learning people now. I'm learning not everybody's like you. Not everybody thinks like you. They shouldn't. They would be you. They yeah. can't. Right. And that's a real big psychological change that I've gone through in the last, I would say the last 60 days that I'm really trying to do. Damn. So that's, so that's super fresh. Mm-hmm. It's fresh out the oven. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. That, mm, that would be, that would be because that's a whole, that's a whole new level of empathy too Mm -hmm. for you to unpack. Just yes, 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 yes. Especially because, I mean, it kind of falls in the same category as your aggressive patience. I think that's how you worded it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the aggressive patience is just this new understanding because of everything you have poured in to an absolute baby. So because of that, of course, you're going to be more invested and you want good people and you want people to take ownership of what they do. At the same time, retention is important. It is. So, yeah, how can you be there to support but also motivate and that's what I mean I guess is that it's a level of empathy that you are extremely familiar with as customers because you're so service oriented correct but now it's an employee empathy that by the sounds of it and I would agree it must be is a completely different animal it is man it really the problem with it is like I said before my my job at my last job I've had you know a few jobs but my main gig of selling for the local company I sold for, the Taylor Rental, was to bring in revenue yep. and try to make margin every single sale, whether I did a thousand sales that month between little things and big things, or if I did 10, it was hitting margin, hitting revenue n- numbers, and making sure the people below me were doing the same thing and I would help them like with uh, deals if they needed it. Well, that's I feel like why I was able to pretty much leave Taylor Rental last April and scale my business to where it is in such a short period of time. But now my business is outgrowing me. Like I can sell all day. I I have plenty of more sales juice. Like I'm not outselling me. I'm, I have more work than one physical man can do now. And that's where for me, I can sell the job and they're buying it from me because I'm the sales dude and I know the business. Mm -hmm. But then when the guy goes and does the job or Right now, when I pulled into your driveway, I was on the phone with a potential hire of an office uh, manager. Yep. That's my next hire, right? I know nothing about office management other than what I've done myself. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Uh, being so new to business, you know, um, like I said, three years in, but really one, because the first yeah, two yeah, years yeah, I screwed yeah, around yeah. with it like a guy does his side job at nights and weekends kind of thing. Yeah. 
You know, it wasn't really a business. Yeah, was it an LLC? Yes. Was it legal on the books? Yes. Yeah, was it, it? Was I trying that hard though? No. Was I living off of it? No. So that's why, like, yes, the last 60 days since yeah. I got approved for the new office and we're moving oh, that's, in. That, and oh, that's exciting. It, yeah, man, it's just been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot, and it comes quick, and then all of a sudden it's, like you said, and why I have respect for the business is because now it falls, like, back to you. Mm -hmm. Just to a point where it feels like, oh, okay, cool, now I can bring this to whoever it is. Well, the person you're bringing it to is you. Yes. There's no, you're right on the pyramid. Yep. It's you. Yes. Absolutely, and it, it's it, it's so funny because I will sometimes nerd out on, I guess, like organizational psychology and what makes an organization tick and what makes it not tick, and you right now are just resonating so much with a few of the things that a few people have talked about, you know, whether it's, you know, hiring is guessing, mm -hmm. firing is knowing. I've heard that one. <laughs> but how hard? It must be, like I said, when it's your baby. It's like listening to your own advice and what a pain in the ass that is to do. Because mm -hmm. I can tell you, like, hey, I've heard, and apparently it works really well. But then if I had my own, I don't know, breakfast spot, that's way different. Because mm -hmm. for a while it was me yes. that went to the store that got the eggs, that did the this, that was on a first name with all the vendors that knew the regulars who came in initially because of me. Yes. And then came in because, oh, you know what? That breakfast burrito is pretty good. Yes. Same thing. You know what? Yeah. They did it. They, oh, well, it, it's Heath. I like Heath. We'll do this. Exactly. Oh, you know what? That service is dynamite. I really like dealing with them. And so that's a different level, I think. And then, like you said, it's not a side hustle. Mm -hmm. Your side hustle got to the point where you can make it your thing. Yes. You're, wow. Whoa. This is kind of exactly what I was hoping for when I had asked. Cause I, I, I had a feeling, again, only knowing from what I have seen, but kind of tracking it. That's what I was wondering if, if you had made it to. Which, like I said, again, is exciting and good for you. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's a little overwhelming sometimes um, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, I still stay very frugal, you know. Um, and uh, the reason for that is I know expenses are to come. And that's where I'm trying to get settled into that because, you know, a few hundred dollars a month for a vehicle payment is a lot different than a few thousand a month for an employee. So, <laughs> you know, the, the numbers get a lot more aggressive, you know? Yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's, that's what I'm learning now is like that step. And that's where for me, it's, it's, it's emotionally like, yeah, it's cool. Like it's nice. Same time it's scary as hell, <laughs> you know? What? Yeah, well, I should say I know without knowing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I understand, but do I know? Hell no, I don't know, because I've never hired anyone, nor have I let anyone go. Yeah. So, damn. Yeah. Um, what might you never figure out? <sighs> what might I never figure out? Yeah. That's, that was going to be the hardest one, because yeah. the problem it's hard is I like to figure things out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, dude, that's a hard question, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to. I don't want to st uh, stump the listeners here for ten minutes. But no, 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 no. Um, well, you know, I can be pretty gabby. So you know what I'll probably never yeah. figure out okay. is is, and this is a numbers thing again, is how a guy knows 
the this is going to be real nerdy for all you numbers guys out there how a guy knows in the trucking industry what the debt load should be on his percentage of revenue to profit to scale his company you know is it 10 is it 8 is it is 15 swallowable and i know that's a really nerdy question but that is the question that probably goes through my head every single day okay every single day okay is when to make the push to get that next truck knowing okay yeah your previous revenue is going to cover it you don't want it to just come out of your previous profit how much more is it going to make and when it does make that when do you get the next and the next and the next so that's because i was just going to say for someone who's not in trucking yes that's what that means Mm -hmm. and if i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong but like when is best to add another truck when is best to add a truck or a piece of equipment in general right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, that, yeah, you know, yeah. is should you finance it or should you pay cash for it? And uh, how do you scale? That's okay. for okay, me, okay, okay. that's that's what I am figuring out. I mean, if you want to go in the present, like I may never figure that out. I may just keep flowing through what feels good. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, because I don't know if there's a number. I've asked probably 15 companies that I've met through YouTube all across the country and none of them have an answer. No way. Mm-hmm. None of them like, have a straight answer. And this is, wow. Okay. It's what you're personally comfortable with, right? Got it. That's what I was just going to ask next. If, if no one has a definitive answer, then it must be what works for them, mm-hmm. which of course comes to comfort level. Like what are you comfortable almost like the step back for three steps forward mm-hmm. type yes. idea like how yes. far of a step back are you willing to take yes uh-huh and it could go for anything it could go for you with this podcast yes let's say you're gonna go get an office space how many downloads and how much revenue do you have to create to justify that thousand dollar a month expense that's yes. that's fixed now for the next however many years right that's where i i mean when you pay for it cash yes you paid for it you need to make that money back but it's not a reoccurring bill you know you bought it you know it's good yes I'm getting to the point in business now where the equipment is either going to be super the equipment's gonna become big and it's either gonna be super used and it might not be able to generate revenue or do I buy a brand new on a payment plan and know it's gonna generate revenue Mm -hmm. that's kind of why I'm fighting this Mm -hmm. you know an office space And then office space, the office spaces, I've got that as like a sunk, like I know that my revenue for residential is plenty to handle that. Got it. It's when I scale the dumpster side to go more commercial, you know, you're starting to talk into the hundreds of thousands of dollars for one piece of equipment. So it's like when you're getting into those numbers as a small guy, you aren't writing those checks every day. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, so that's where for me to be real, that's where I'm nervous is, okay, do you go buy the used one for 40 or do you get the nice one for 140 that you know is going to work? You know, right. The insurance is higher. Yes. The, the payments high. Yes. But if that truck produces, you know, let's just say it produces 30 grand a month. Yes. You need it to run. If the other one you pay cash for it, but doesn't run at all, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. That's where I fight these numbers. Faced with the same decision. Yes. Do I get another? Do I put a little more money into trying to fix it? Mm -hmm. Or do I just get a new one? Correct. Oh, boy. Yeah, that is a conversation. That is a thought that is so above my head (laughs) in terms of, like, action. And I'm not ashamed to say it at all. Like, those are the ones where that's what I mean by the up at night. 
That's well, you know what's funny like is sitting watching a playoff game. I save change to buy these coffees that are two dollars and fifty cents. I love that. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. also out here deciding when to pull the trigger on this six-figure truck. So that's what's weird, right? You want to talk about getting your head, change, save and change for the personal coffee, but really starting to justify the expense of this truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't have enough change yet. You're being like <laughs> pumped because you're on your way to deliver a uh, a dumpster someplace and you find a quarter dude in your truck and like oh that's a nice coffee dude i'm gonna like brag right now i'm gonna brag on this show and i don't brag about much but i did a dumpster today a guy's moving out of the area he's way more well off than i am yep get is literally giving me a bowflex m3 elliptical he's like you can just throw it away or use it at your house they're a thousand dollars on amazon I'm like, dude, that's more than a dumpster cost. Like, you sure you want, you you don't want that? He's like, no, just put it to the scrapyard. I'm like, I'm not gonna scrap that thing. I'm like, jeez. So I don't, like I said, humble brag, but I, I might have a sick elliptical in about an hour from now if it's still on the side of the road when I go down to Plattsburgh. Oh, <laughs> damn, that's nice. And are you gonna use it or sell it? Yeah, my wife wants to use it, yeah. I told her we should sell it because I'm frugal as hell. And we go to the gym every day, so. See, but that, see, that's the same place <laughs> my head just went to. Yes. We're downstairs because the sump backed up and I'm looking at stuff in terms of what can we sell. Yeah. And she is like, what can we give away? Which again is awesome, but I'm like, well, like, yeah, I know. Cause that's tough, right? Because it is not like do the right thing. Like we do have friends that could use X. Yep. But I know that if you just take a quick picture and it's not marketing genius, if you just toss it up onto the marketplace, yeah, someone's going to buy it. That and flip like, life stuff's real, though. That stuff is fun to me. I know like some of these big entrepreneurs do it like and they joke about it as fun money. They do it. They actually do do it. They go to garage sales and right. stuff. That is a fun little uh, emotional high. Yeah. A flipping, uh, you know, a $5 something for $10. Like, it is fun. Okay, yeah, well, okay. So, <laughs> when you do it then, because it's something I've thought about doing, I just have to get over my own stubbornness about hating garage sales. Yeah. Because I hate them. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. It's just like, that's what it feels like, which I know everyone's listening, so they can't see it, which I hate doing, but I talk with my hands. It just feels gross. But when you do it, are you like a. Uh, do you have like a type of thing that you know? So here's how cheap I am. I don't garage sale. I get it when people like this situation mm -hmm. are just going to throw it away and it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So real cost is just how whatever my time is worth when I'm at the place to put it in the bed of the pickup truck. Right. Which I might have to start doing. You know, not that I, and we don't do it a lot. If we do it a couple times well, a year, no, you know, no, but course, it, I can see it being fun. My wife and I, like I said, we're not into it so much that we would go to a garage sale. We tried it literally one weekend and we said, no, this is not for us. Same okay. as you, like not that it's icky or whatever, but we were just like, not really worth our time to make like 10 or $15. But I can see though, what I was getting at is I could see that being a fun thing for someone getting into business, really learning the, 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 the uh, selling aspect. Uh -huh. And then when you get like a big multi, you know, million or billion dollar dude doing it, that's just because he loves it. You know, good for him. Correct. That's awesome. Yeah, still but, like the chase. But I think the transactional practice is very good if you're if you're new to mm. a business. Yeah, It's cheap practice. It's super cheap. Super cheap with a really low barrier of entry and like a no consequence. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like cutting your chops doing door-to-door sales. Yep. We'll now go in to a garage sale and look at it, like practice and then flip that yeah. sucker. Yeah. And just look at that as practice. That's a dynamite idea. Yeah. You see this? This is a damn idea factory. I like it. Like you're welcome. Yeah. Um, they'll figure it out. <laughs> better. See, you'll figure it out. No, because and and that's and that's one thing I've always wondered is because I've been close to doing it before, but like for me, it's again here's the perfectionist in me, which I now get it because I'm talking out loud. And so mm-hmm. the thing here is like maybe you know uh, golf clubs really well, mm-hmm. so golf clubs you're comfortable with, but at a garage sale, what are you going to come up against? Like I don't know vases. I mean, all I kinds don't. Of stuff. I don't know sport cars. I don't know them. I know that recently they've gone up in value, but I don't know. I don't even know what a margin is for a potential return. I don't know if I bought the thing for five dollars and someone would have to be dumb to buy it for six. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I buy something for three and I can easily get twenty for it. That's the tough part. It's like I don't know. It is. I mean, that's where you almost. If you're really green to it, and I say green like novice, like you're just going in, you almost want to look at something and say, okay, if I'd pay $5 for that, I'll pay a dollar for it. You don't really need the knowledge. If, if you kind of have the common okay. sense of like, okay, that thing kind of looks like it's worth 10 bucks. She's only asking 50 cents for it. I can probably get five and still uh, 10X my money. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what my wife and I did that weekend. We did. I mean, we actually made maybe $20 profit and we actually only sold half of the stuff. Okay. Off of what we, we might've spent 30, sold for 50, but kept half of what we bought. So okay. we did win, but it was like, you know, it was like, uh, it was fun for a minute, but it's not something we do all the time. Okay. Like I said, that one time was the time we actually tried it, but it's tried and true. Like if we would have actually spent, you know, some time doing it, I don't know. <laughs> Could have maybe made a coffee little thing. Money. Coffee money. That's, have, you're right. You not have right. to save change anymore. Mm-hmm. You'd have coffee for a month. Dude. You laugh. Do it, a, do it a weekend to buy coffee for a month. That's what no, I'm saying. And, I, and I'm not laughing because, well, it, yeah, as that is three quarter of a joke, part of that's real in my head. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking about what one weekend can do for the little stuff. Yeah. That again compounds. Like if you don't do money out of, um, you know, my quote unquote allowance and that goes someplace else. And now I'm just paying for what would have been like for a coffee and to go get a protein bowl from subway or to go to chipotle for lunch one day those are all real things well you, you write a couple of those off when you own the business but. Could, well <laughs> yeah i would hope so yeah. i'm just saying like for me for anybody in general could do that like yes you can just for a weekend of work what it could wind up leading uh-huh i, I do that. uh i do a little bit of scrap metal once in a while when i have an extra dumpster okay Sometimes I'll bring that in there. I'll, I'll accumulate it over whatever week or two's time. Okay. Uh, I charge the people to go get it because it's my own customers. You know, I'm, I'm not a scrapper per right. se, but I've brought loads in there a week's time, $150 cash. You know, that's a good side money and you made money to pick it up and now you're going to go sell it. Right, right. You know, yeah, you're only you charging have. a few bucks, you know, 20 to $50 to go get it. But when you, when you, when you actually volume that up, if that was four pickups, you know, a couple hundred bucks there, 150 bucks cash there. You put the 200 into the business and then the 150 cash was actually your personal money. So you get to keep that because yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah, a business yeah. thing, right, you know? Right, 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 so right, right, it's, right. it's, you know, the business made its money on the books through the actual services and then you get the little bit for yourself. 
for your own playtime. So it's it's pretty. Uh, there's a lot of ways to uh, to side hustle, if you will. Like that's like YouTube is. I started that as a side hustle, and now it pays me every single month. So yeah, it does. Yeah, because I, ha cool. I have over ten thousand subscribers now. So yeah, I saw I'm that. I noticed that. that, and I wondered what tier they start. Like if if it's five, ten. I think you get monetized. Oh, I think it was a thousand. You had to have four thousand watch hours and a thousand subscribers. I think. Okay. Yeah. It's not like the, I'm getting rich off of it, but it's a oh, check. It's a check every month. Correct. It's a check, and 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 that's what I've heard. At least that's what I understand as well. Is I mean, it's not like making anybody rich. Well, minus like the big people. Like if you just do it right, like big people, yeah. A hundred, hundred k subs or more, you're making a livable living. Okay. Like off of the revenue. Yeah. You know, but you need about a hundred thousand. Okay. To make say fifty thousand. Well, you're on pace. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll come when it does. I mean, that like I said, right now I'm focused on the on the people and the scaling, and that well, that's another thing of like you know what we talked about in the beginning is depending on who your audience is if they are up you know up and coming entrepreneurs or just business professionals i'm only i just turned 27 a week ago yeah so for people that are young our age back to the noise it is not easy no matter how easy somebody makes it look just remember that nope. i don't care if you are the manager of a fast food restaurant or you own the biggest business in town, keeping it all together is not as easy as it can be made out to look now. And I have a lot of people that reach out to me because like I mentioned through YouTube, I do consulting now for startups, um, you know, just paid hourly for startups. Of, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of service-based businesses, it doesn't matter, landscaping or whatever, it's all kind of the same thing. You just have the product and you market it. And. Uh, a lot of people always are like, well, how fast did you make, you know, six figures? And how fast did you do this? And I'm like, if you're asking those questions, dude, this isn't, you shouldn't be doing this. Okay. I'm glad you said that because knee-jerk reaction was like, that's a bad question. That's a bad question. That question comes from a bad place. You, you're coming from a place of, it's be. like, I don't even want you to pay me if that's what you're asking me about. Like, I want you to ask me about the D Department of Transportation, DOT legalities, insurances that are required. Like yeah, that's what yeah, I'm, that's yeah. what you're paying me for. Okay, okay. I'm not trying, I'm not gonna get you rich, you know, quick. Like that's not. Correct. You know, I'm not rich, so right. you shouldn't be paying me to get you rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and that's where, uh, you know, that's one thing for the listeners. I, I, I hit this on any podcast and I've said it in a lot of videos is it takes time. Some people could go zero to a hundred in a year. Good for you. Like you, you went crazy. Everything worked out perfectly. There's a lot of luck involved in a business as well. I'm naturally not a lucky person. Okay. So a uh, smart man said talent meets luck when, or no, talent meets hard work when hard work, or I don't know, something about how, what was it? I got to get this right. That's all right. Is there luck? Hard in work. No, hard work meets talent when talent doesn't work hard. I think talent and luck can go side by side okay. because if you hit the right marketing that hits that one guy that gets you that one big job and that boosted your sales a lot, you got to remember that was lucky that he saw that that one time. Yes, 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 yes. The yes, consistency yes, yes. is what you want to try to go for. Yes. Continuously, residually build it. Yes. Instead of just, oh man, we slammed that $50,000 job. That was awesome. Good. Yeah. You know? Right. And then think you're something, you gotta come back down to earth and realize like, that was luck that yeah. that happened. Yes. Unless it starts happening every single month, then good. Correct. 
understanding the difference between volume and frequency. Volume and frequency and home runs versus just, you know, those base hits could get you a lot further. Yeah. If you just keep hitting it every single time. You're not straight. You're just hitting it every single time. Yeah. And everyone wants the home run. I was going to say, who do you look at more fondly, Ichiro or Barry Bonds? Yeah, I don't know what baseball is. But. Right? Those are, the two, those are two people. Those are the two people. Well, I don't really follow baseball, but Ichiro was just like this little base knocker, right? And Barry Bonds, home run king, all this. But what's he tied up in? Yeah. And like who has the legacy? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, do you have anything else? I think we uh, we covered the majority of it, man. I like it. Well, that's, uh, that's what we figured out, what we're figuring out, and what we might never figure out. Um, if you've listened to all this so far, I'm pretty sure your next step, if you haven't already, click pause to go check out some of Heath's YouTube stuff. Um, if you haven't yet, I'm sure that's what you're going to be doing next. Um, obviously, got an awesome head on his shoulders and obviously is headed in the right direction. So if you haven't, I would say tune in and just like you said, that's the same whether you're, you know, helping out as a shift manager at a Duncan or you're running the show for your own business for the last two, five, 15, 20 years. Give him a listen. Like I can't, I don't know, I can't stress it enough. If you were here sitting with me in my backyard, you would have been able to feel it, but you're not, so you're just gonna have to take my word for it. Go onto YouTube, click Lake Champlain, Lake Champlain Sanitation, and start watching some of the videos. That's super easy. And you're gonna learn. And to think he's doing all this while talking about trash removal. <laughs> I mean, he's got it. Heath, I appreciate you. Thanks a bunch for popping on. Thank you, Bryce. Appreciate it, man.